daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, the founder of She Angel Investors and the co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, which are both designed to help fund women. I am so excited to have on a special guest today. She's one of the top podcasters in the country. She has the number one nationally known podcast called Wickedly Smart Women, which is absolutely the best title possible. And uh, I want to welcome to the show, Angel Hartland. How are you? I am well, Catherine. How are you? I'm very excited to be here. So Angel, um, I uh, met you when I went um, onto a podcast academy um, and uh, then found out you were like the the podcast queen of Clubhouse. And uh, I said, I got to have this woman on my show because Everybody out there wants to know how do they monetize their podcast. I know you are an expert in that arena. Uh, you built up another uh, podcast that you sold called Men with the Purpose, which is so funny because the co-founder of my um, She Angels Foundation, she started Women with a Purpose, not the podcast, but I- events. And so I, I think that was a great title. And I, I want to hear all about that. Um, first, uh, we'd love to talk about your adversity to triumph story, because uh, you have really overcome a lot. And I always feel like our listeners, you know, may identify with what you've been through. And it's such an inspiration to see how you've lifted yourself up. And now you are just a trailblazer in this hot podcast market, uh, which is growing so rapidly, especially because of COVID, right? So you are in New Hampshire today where you grew up? I am. Cool. Cool. And you're one of the few people that I know that actually lives where you were born and grew and you know, where you grew up, right? Yes, I am. In fact, I'm one of the few natives left here because New Hampshire has been a very popular hotspot for incomers. So yeah, I have been here my whole life. And when I was a kid, I hate, I couldn't wait to leave. And now I'm just, you know, I've been here and I'm, I love it. I, where I live, I'm an hour from the ocean. I'm an hour from the mountains. I'm an hour from the major metropolis, you know, Boston, and I'm 25 minutes to the airport so I can be anywhere in the world. And I get to enjoy the four seasons and it's just really beautiful. I'm getting ready after today's uh, interview to have my first bike ride of the season. So, so the liter- the four seasons, Seasons, not the Four Seasons Hotel. Correct. The Four Seasons, like winter, spring, summer, fall. Although here in in LA, when you say Four Seasons, we just think of the hotel. Right. Well, here in New Hampshire, when we say Four Seasons, what we mean is winter and then spring, summer, fall. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which we have none of those. It's pretty much it's pretty much spring, summer all year here. But I'm not complaining. Um, So so nice to connect with you finally. And you did share with me some of your background of, you know, things that you've had to overcome uh, coming from a family that had both alcoholism and mental illness. And because this is something, you know, today that people are okay talking about, because I think it's healing to talk about it. And it's also 
good for our listeners who may have been going through the same challenges to hear your story about how did you overcome that to become the super successful businesswoman? Yeah, well, thank you so much for the question, Catherine. And I think, you know, one of the things that with with wisdom, you know, with the with many trips around the sun at this point, <laughs> I've come to understand is in every challenge, there's also a gift. And so one of the coping mechanisms that I uh, developed as a result of growing up in an alcoholic family with a dad who was physically abusive and a mom who was physically abusive and had mental health issues, you know, one of the coping mechanisms I, I um, developed was wicked smart, <laughs> you know, like it was like, okay, I can be smart. I can go to school. I can be the, you know, number one kid in the class. I graduated a year early from high school, mostly to get the hell out right as quickly as possible. And I was 27th in my class a year early. So I really leaned very heavily on my intellect initially to be able to, um, transcend, but, Ultimately, you know, any of that kind of an environment, growing up in that kind of an environment also has a huge deep emotional impact on you. And it wasn't until I was almost 40 that I recognized that leaning heavily on my in intellect and my intelligence and my smarts, uh, that was not serving anymore. And I needed to have more depth and connection with the emotional uh, side of myself. And I ended up actually having a spiritual awakening as a result of uh, engaging in a yoga class. And so when I, I had that spiritual awakening, I recognized that I literally was living from the neck up because that was what was safe for me, like living from the neck up. And ultimately through yoga and through my spiritual path and through my spiritual journey uh, and many, many, many healings through many different modalities, I have been able to kind of dig up and bring out those wounds for healing rather than keeping them suppressed. So that now I'm at a point where you know, if something's going sideways, the first thing I'm looking at is the inner, in, inner work, you know, the inner game and saying, okay, what is this actually connected to? So, you know, you mentioned before that I sold my podcast, which was pretty exciting. And <clears throat> my men on purpose podcast, when I started it in 2018, um, it wasn't until I got to the point of selling it that I recognized that the entire process of 163 episodes, including the selling process uh, with the guy who bought it, was actually an opportunity for me to heal my relationship with men. So, you know, everything has a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's not too many people that have built up and sold a podcast. I think it really sets you apart. And you have like this number one internationally uh, recognized podcast in Wicked Smart Women, where you have on incredible women that are doing amazing work in the world. And um, I was just listening to one of your podcasts, by the way. And um, I uh, want to know, you know, when I hear you on uh, Clubhouse, which I know you're popular on there, and um, I think Clubhouse is a cool new audio platform. It's kind of like dropping into somebody's podcast, isn't it? Uh, but podcasts are taking off tremendously, especially 
because of the pandemic, both starting them and listening to them. What is something that you would tell somebody who is wanting to start a podcast uh, with your experience in this space? You know, what would you suggest that they do it? If you suggest they do it, what, what tips might you have for them? I do think using a coach like yourself makes a lot of sense because people, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So why not get with somebody who knows everything from the marketing and how to grow it and what platform you should be on and all of that good stuff. So impart your wisdom on us. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're open to it, I can give you my five figure payday podcast formula. Um, because, you know, if I'm going to serve, I want to serve deeply. And this, this uh, podcast, your podcast, invest in her, you know, you're not obviously afraid to talk about money, which a lot of people forget the money part. So my five figure payday podcast formula um, is all about clarity. And it starts with getting clear on the revenue generation that you require. So in my business, my podcast serves my business. My business serves my lifestyle and my lifestyle serves my purpose. So that means it's on me to get clear on what is the revenue generation that I require in order for me to thrive as the talent and in order for me to set myself up so that I'm not doing the things that are not my genius. Like when I first launched my first podcast, I was doing all the admin and, you know, guest management and all of those things. And so right away I was like, oh yeah, that's got to be delegated. So you need to budget for that. You need to be clear on what's the revenue generation that's required. We cannot be, uh, unless we're, you know, uh, independently wealthy, we cannot be constantly giving out financially as well as energetically without having some kind of clarity around how some money is going to also come in, right? We need to be able to be giving from our saucer, not our cup. So it's incumbent upon us as the creator to get clear. What's the revenue generation you require? So that's step one. Step two is what's the strategy? So in my case, my, again, my podcast serves my business. Some people have a strategy where their intention is to become a personality brand that's a different pathway. It's not the pathway that I have. My pathway is I'm building a brand, right? So Men on Purpose podcast was sellable as a brand. Wickedly Smart Women podcast, I could sell that. I could sell this show today and all the branding that goes around it, I could sell today and go start another one because you know that's my strategy. That's my intent. So you've got to have a very clear strategy about you know, what are we building here? What is the business model that we're using here? And that often requires outside help. You know, if you're all passionate and inspired to start a podcast, yay for you. But many, 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 many people get going with the podcast and then end up 12 episodes later in what we fondly call in the podcast industry, pod fade, because they haven't taken these things into account. Mm -hmm. So the third thing, is the, um, you've got to have a clear transformational offer and an enrollment process. And in my case, I, you know, this is my five figure payday podcast formula. So my transformational offer is a five figure offer. And I'm making that very clear just by 
you know, having this conversation and letting people know if you're coming to work with me, be prepared to make a very big investment in your dream. Be prepared to go very deep into your dream. I'm not a surface skimmer. I'm not going to give you two tidbits and have you go off after you've given me a thousand dollars. I'm going to take you to where you want to go. And that requires an investment. So um, and I have to say that when I've heard you on Clubhouse and you talk about that, I say, I really respect this woman values her time. She's very clear on what she wants. Uh, you have a vision of it. And uh, if, if it resonates with somebody, you're great. And if it doesn't, you're fine with that. And But it's really nice to hear a woman have confidence in her value. And that's something I'd like to impart on people from this podcast and listening to you is you really are a woman that walks the walk and talks the talk in that you believe women should have value and you are very clear what your value is and you're not giving it away. And so there's so many women that don't acknowledge that they have value. And so I love that you're all about that and you live and breathe that. Thank you. I received that, Catherine, and it's taken me a long time to get there because uh, collectively as women, we have been programmed to volunteer. You know, we just to give it all. And, um, you know, if we're lucky, we'll get a little something on the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just not it can't work that way. It can't work that way anymore. And and part of our work, yours, as well as mine, as well as anybody who's listening to this podcast is to set the uh, intention and to embody acknowledging our own worth and value and claiming it. And, you know, we don't have to be, um, you know, we don't have to be confrontational to do that, but we do have to be clear in how we are articulating our value and letting people know what it is that we have to offer. Because frankly, it's a waste of my time and a waste of somebody else's time if they're getting on the phone with me and they have $12 in the bank account, uh, you know, we can't, we can't work together. They're, well, they're not ready. Here's the other thing. You know, a lot of times I'll tell people, um, oh, you know, you should take my friend's workshop or hire this coach. And they'll say, um, yeah, I, I don't have the money for that. And I'm like, well, or, or they'll say, can you believe they're going to charge me? <laughs> and I say, everybody should be paying for other people's services. That's what makes the world go round. Each person has a gift and I should be paying you for your gift and you should be paying me for my gift. And that's what circulates uh, financial wealth. We should all be helping each other. So we should always put a value on other women helping us. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, also, um, as this podcast uh, arena is blossoming, what percentage do you know uh, of podcasters are monetizing their podcasts? I think it's a pretty small sliver, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's a pretty small sliver. So, yeah. you know, there's the top 1%, like the Joe Rogans, who got $100 million for, you know, being who he is. <laughs> That's right. the personality brand. But, you know, he spent years building up his personality brand and- if Joe goes, you know, there's no show, right? Um, then there are people who are using podcasts specifically to fuel their their own business and are more highly niched. Um, 
you know, I think probably the percent, and then there's a lot of hobbyists. There's a lot of people who are just throwing it out there. They don't really know what they're doing. They're quad, maybe some quasi hobbyists, you know, they think they're going to have something work for them with their business, but they aren't really clear. They don't have the clear strategy, which is, you know, step two of the five figure payday formula. Um, so I just want to make sure that I, I get the other, um, because there's five steps, the other two in. So once you have your offer, then you actually need to get clear on who the perfect prospects are for that offer. So the perfect prospects for your offer, your offer can be anywhere from, you know, $2 all the way up to 200,000 or 2 million, whatever the number is, it doesn't matter. It's, you've got to do the math to make sure that you, you know, back to step one, you know what your revenue generation is that you require. And, and when you get clear on the perfect prospects, those are the people who are your audience. And a lot of people are so hooked on big numbers of downloads and big numbers of people who are you know listening. And, and yes, in the sponsorship model, you need 20,000 episodes, uh, 20,000 downloads to 50,000 downloads per episode in order for a big sponsor to come in and write a big check. And I've heard uh, today, I was reading that the average podcast gets about 130 uh, downloads a week. And I think if you're in the top 20, you get maybe five or 600. So, you know, it's really rare that somebody's going to have 20,000. So the sponsorship model is clearly just for a really small sliver, but the way you approach it could be for any business person that wants to monetize their podcast, right? Correct. Correct. I, my business sponsors my podcast, right? right? So I'm the sponsor. My business is the sponsor of my podcast and they work, you know, they, they work uh, together. And then um, once you got clear on the, the audience and the perfect prospects, then you figure out what your theme is and what your messaging is for the show. And, and, and so that's, that's the five figure payday formula. Um, and to just speak a little bit about sponsorship, I will say that there are very tightly niched shows very, very, very tightly niched. Like I have a friend who does a show on like 65 Ford Mustangs, 1960, you know, antique Ford Mustangs. Those really super tightly niched shows are going to be able to probably get sponsors without the 20 to 50,000 downloads, but they're getting sponsors that are very tightly niched and looking for specific access to the people who drive 50, you know, 65 Ford Mustangs. Right. So I'm not saying that sponsorship is out of the question, but again, it's, you got to have a really clear strategy for the whole right. thing. What type of people do you work with? Uh, who, who's the ideal client? What type of businesses can really grow from utilizing a podcast platform? Yeah, that's a really great question. So m- the perfect people for me are people who have a really strong calling to serve and to elevate and celebrate and spotlight innovation and progress and the creation of a new way of relating with one another in the world. They can be people who've had a spiritual awakening. They can be people who are sitting in the corner office and they've been there for 20 years and they're like, oh, okay, I think I'm done with this. They're, they're, you know, they're ready to make a transition and they're suddenly called 
into serving their wisdom into the world, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have clarity on how to do business. They don't necessarily have clarity on the value of what it is that they have to offer. And they don't necessarily have the structure in place and the uh, distillation of what they can offer in order to create five-figure paydays for themselves. So those are my people and uh, mostly women, but a few very wise men work with me. Um, So give me an example, and I don't mean by name, but somebody who is working with you and what what is their type of um, niche? Okay, so I have actually worked with people across all fields. So I had a woman who was in Dubai who owned her own executive recruiting company, and she was suddenly called to bring spirituality into the CEO suites around the world. We started working together, and I was able to help her to get to a place where she was able to create a a body of work called Conscious Recruiting. And that served the purpose of this calling to get spirituality into the CEO suites around the world because she was now training recruiters to be more conscious in their recruiting so that when they were putting CEOs and COOs and CFOs into into positions, there was a, a higher level of consciousness that was connected with that. So that's one example. Um, and is this and did this person utilize a uh, podcast to develop that? No, not at this point. She's not doing a podcast. So so oftentimes we start with that, you know, like what is it that we're actually offering? And then we look at strategically, does it make sense to incorporate a podcast into this? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people come to me already with podcasts and they have to stop. So I'm working with a woman right now in Australia and I came in with my machete and I said, okay, you got to stop doing this and you got to stop doing this and you got to stop doing this. Great that you started something. It's, it's a value. Let's put it on the back burner for now so that we get clarity about how all of these pieces fit together so that you can actually uh, reach more people. And so in her case, uh, we're actually putting her, her podcast on hold for a little bit until she gets the business structure and strategy straight. And then we can resurrect the podcast and have it serve her business. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. Well, um, you know, anybody wants to find you, Angel, they can obviously find you uh, on Clubhouse almost almost every day or every other day. Oh, no, I'm not on Clubhouse that much anymore. When I was first on, I was on a lot because I was in learning curve. But now I'm I'm I have boundaries and we're also getting into bicycle weather. So yeah, yes. I'm on Clubhouse at least two or three times a week. Right. And so they can find me on Clubhouse at least two or three times a week. Certainly find me uh, at my podcast, Wickedly Smart women.com. You can go there and, um, you know, binge listen to the episodes. My hundredth episode is coming up on May 5th. And uh, we just are celebrating. We are now in 81 countries around the world. So that's pretty exciting. And then my main site is wealthylifementor.com. Wealthylifementor.com. I love that name also. Thank you. You're, You're good at the branding names. Thank you. And uh, Wickedly Smart Women, uh, what could be a better podcast than that? We all, anybody watching this, you know, we love Wickedly Smart Women like yourself. Um, and what about on social media? Can we find you on social media? Oh, pretty much everywhere uh, under Angel B. Hartwell. 
and pretty much anywhere you can find me on social media. I have lots of social media. I have two or three Instagrams. I've definitely got an Instagram for Wickedly Smart Women and I'm on Facebook. I have a Wickedly Smart Women group on Facebook. Uh, I I'm building out the Pinterest a little bit more. I'm all, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm not on TikTok. You know, I just, there's only so many places you can be. And, Absolutely. Yeah. You got to pick, pick several and yeah. go with it. And- I, I like to be on the top three, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And now, you know, I've really added clubhouse as a, as a main place for me to hang out because it's so powerful to be able to connect with people intimately. It is. Yeah. Uh, you have to join us. We just started a she angels foundation, uh, club on uh, clubhouse. I, yeah. I really do enjoy it. I don't have a lot of time to spend on there, but when I do, it's really like hanging out with your friends, having great, meaningful conversations, uh, you can just listen in. You don't have to be on camera. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's way awesome. It. It's way awesome. I built my this business around virtual speaking. And so I've loved the virtual speaking space. So to get Clubhouse to show up on the radar screen has been a really powerful thing for me. I spent the last 13 years in my pajamas making money. So um, mostly just using my voice and doing virtual speaking. So I love Clubhouse. I think it's the bomb. I love that. Well, I think you are extraordinary. I'm definitely going to follow you on social media. Uh, we are at She Angel Investors and She Angel Invest on Twitter. And uh, just everybody uh, can reach out to Angel Hartwell. She's amazing and really helping women take it to the next level and monetize their podcast, which is awesome. We need more of that. Thank you so much, Angel. Everybody make it a great week. Remember to invest in her. Thank you. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.